Hey there, my name is Hugo Prince. I'm the host of the Influence Me, Influence More podcast, a podcast available in French and English. Before we go into the episode, I just want to give you a little bit of context about who I am and what is this podcast all about. So, I'm a podcaster since 2017 with my main show, The Road to the IPO, where I interview entrepreneurs, artists, and athletes. But I'm also the founder of Influence Unite, a company that connects influencers with the audience, and we do that through events, marketing services, networking, and now podcasting. For me, it was very important to give the credit to those local influencers because I believe nobody else is doing it. So that's why I start all this movement, all this community, because I want those influencers to share their journey with the audience. So this podcast is all about marketing, branding, Instagram, and all the other social media platforms. So if you want to learn more about marketing, how to run yourself, this podcast is the best one out there. Yeah, I believe that. Anyways, this podcast is available on all audio platforms, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I hope you appreciate the show. If you want to know more about our event and when is the next event coming up, just have to go and check on the Facebook page, Influencers Tonight. The link is in the description of this episode, so you can go and check it out. And I hope to see you in your next event, if you are from Montreal, of course. So, hope you enjoyed the show, and let's start this right now. So, today's guest is, well, first of all, a podcast in English. And I want to present to somebody that has done a lot, even at the age of 34, 23, I think. <laughs> so, Macarena Bluane, who is a model and a spoken person from the Terry Fox Foundation. Hey, Macarena, how's it going? Very well. How are you doing, Hugo? Thank you. Thank you for waiting for all the big introduction, which I have to present all these people before you, but I'm glad to be with you right now, and we are live on the Facebook page. So, Macarena, we did a podcast two years ago already, in 2018, first time we talked to each other. Um, I know that you did a lot, but first of all, that before we go into running and the Montreal runners, and you can explain to the audience after, what's going on? How's quarantine? I mean, everything's changing with quarantine, and I think it's been affecting everybody's lives, right? So whether it be their school, their work, um, everything is kind of on halt. So even uh, I used to work at a restaurant. I'm not working right now temporarily. So school had a huge shift too they had to kind of change the entire curriculum they kind of put a lot of our exams online so just a lot of very new things and a lot of things that were almost difficult to adapt to as well so everything has been changing and just we've just been staying home all the time and it's just been the same thing every day and we're just we're just waiting for the next step yeah to know what to do next Yes, but I know that you love to go out. You always post stories going out to restaurants, to clubs. So I think it's a little bit harder for you because you're, um, you're a lot social. So you go yeah. out. Is that right? Yes, I love to go out all the time. So it's been, it's been tough not being able to. And just, it's been tough not being able to see friends either. I haven't seen a lot of my friends in quite a while. So yeah, I guess. Not no. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the school? You were talking about school. That is a big change. You, are you almost done study, studying? Like you remember that you were uh, studying at actuarial? Is that right? Yes. Um, yeah. Um, well, the semester had just ended. Uh, well, I ended at least uh, last week. Mm -hmm. So essentially what happened was all of our exams ended up being online. So 
some people liked it, some people didn't, but uh, take it as you will. It was, there was no other way to do it. Yeah. But uh, as for the rest of my bachelor, I have a, a one year left. Okay, you have one year left. So you expected to go like this by a, a video conference and doing school, or you maybe expecting, did you know that you guys maybe coming back in, in the fall to university? Honestly, uh, it's really hard to say. I think my answer is as good as everyone else's. Uh, no one really knows at this point. It could be online, it could not be. It really depends on how we progress with the whole pandemic going on. Exactly, exactly. And for the, any, uh, the other stuff that you do, like modeling, I, you work with the Folio Montreal, it's a modeling agency. So what's going on with that? And you're seeing less work because of that, because you have to go outside and take shots and uh, shots for photos and pictures. So are you going to see any less work from that side also? Right, yeah. The, with Folio, things have kind of been on halt right now just because of the whole pandemic. So we just kind of have to wait that out as well. Yeah. So, because you start modeling because of your brother, which I, I just want to let the audience know, um, uh, Makane has a twin brother who looks exactly the same, Matthew. So you, he start modeling and then you try after him. Is that right? Exactly, yeah. That's how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, how did you get into it? It was just your brother, let's, let's do it, or the other people say you can, you can also try? I mean, I guess my brother kind of inspired me to do it. He encouraged me to do it. He showed me that it really is possible. And, and at the end of the day, I really think modeling has to do with your attitude towards it. I think if you have a good behavior, honestly, I think anyone can model. So exactly. he just kind of gave me that idea and I took that idea and I was able to do it. And now I've been doing it for four or five years and I really enjoy it. Exactly. But I guess like you say anyone can be a model but uh, there's different type of body different type of attraction because beauty is and is is different people can see beauty in different person so i guess do you have to be like that much beautiful people can just and try to be to be different as a mother i mean that's the thing the model industry is, is so huge or just the kind of marketing industry in general um for example, if you want to advertise this product with this kind of person, there will be a specific person for that. And it's not always particularly a, like a good looking, your typical model yes. person. It can be any kind of person. So I, I really believe that there are gigs and jobs for every kind of person. And if you really search for those jobs, I think anyone could be successful. Yeah. Well, there is, like you say, there's, a, there's different type of modeling. Like you can, you can act on TV as a model, looking be on cover of a magazine, and there's also Instagram modeling. Yeah. So there's a lot of type of modeling. So you think like, like you say, it's a mindset and not just to be, okay, not to be stopped because I'm not beautiful enough, but you can do it if you work for it. Of course, you're, you're a perfect fit for something out there. It's the difficult part is just finding that. Yeah, exactly. All right, good. But uh, with, I was talking about Instagram. Do you see like, do you see like your content creation? Do, do you stop posting? What's going on with this, your social media site? Yes, I've been posting less just because I haven't had as much content available. Okay. Um, you know, I haven't been able to meet with photographers as much, so I haven't been able to do photo shoots. I haven't been able to do jobs. So 
my Instagram has been slowing down a bit. I've thrown a few old posts every now and then, but besides yeah. that, uh, I haven't been able to create any new content. Yeah. So I guess that had an impact with your relationship with businesses that you work with as an influencer and your promotion. It definitely did affect some of the uh, relationships. I just, I haven't been able to deliver some content as quick as I would like to just because of the virus. Um, Companies that I would typically work for, I haven't been able to just because of this. So yeah, things have been a, a bit more difficult lately. Yeah, so I guess that has a that that had an impact, uh, a little bit financial, uh, also. I think that's that right? Because you you they pay you for doing promotion and everything, so it had an impact financially. Yes, uh, in, in regards to the income that I get from modeling and. Uh, that sort of thing, yes, that's, that's been significantly less. Yeah. So what would you recommend to any, right now, any influencer that has seen his collaboration dimin diminish because of the COVID-19? What should they do? Should they start looking for other opportunities? Should they diversify? Should they try other stuff to, to uh, maybe get a job, maybe for just for a, 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 like a, a moment before everything goes back to normal? I mean, I guess uh, some of the options would be, well, in terms of Instagram, I think right now it's a really good time to either reevaluate or reform what you want to do. It's a really good time for you to think, brainstorm, see if, you know, if you like the kind of content you're doing or if you want to go in a different direction. Now's the time that you can think about that. I know some people that plan out their entire Instagram post. So yeah, that's something you can do. And then as soon as you're able to, you can start creating that content right away. So thinking about things before being very uh, proactive can help a lot for later on. Exactly. I just want to say uh, for anyone that's watching right now, because I see people on the live, you can always ask questions about social media and the other subjects that we're going to talk. So uh, hello, Rifilip. I'm seeing you there. <laughs> All right. So um, we were talking about your brother, Matthew, and I, I was reaching, I was doing my research and I know already that because we do a podcast together, you have a good, good relationship with him as, a, as your twin brother. And even you guys, because you guys love to run, that's for sure. You guys love your, that's something that you really love. So you two, you went together to Washington DC, you run into Washington DC to, uh, to raise money for the Terry Fox, Terry Fox Foundation, like 14, 14, $14,000 in 2016. How was that experience and why did you guys do it? That experience was great. The reason why we did it was because Terry Fox has always been a very well-known icon in Canada. He hasn't been very well-known in the United States. So we proposed the idea to the Terry Fox Foundation that, hey, let's run to the USA. Let's get Terry Fox messages, uh, his message out and tell Americans about who he is, what he did, and why he's so important. So we decided to run to the White House because we felt that would be the most significant place to run to in the United States. And the absolute, the main goal was just to, you know, spread his message in the United States. Yeah, but I guess because you also love to run, does that come when you were younger? That's something that you always did running? Yes, I've been, as long as I remember, I could, I've been running uh, early elementary school, maybe even before that. I've always loved to run. It's, it's been my favorite sport ever since. Yeah, so that's why I guess uh, Terry Fox has a huge impact on you, not only because he, did a, he ran 
almost across Canada, but he, because also he was fighting cancer. We already talked about this. I still remember you told me that your grandfather passed away of cancer. So I think that had a, uh, for you, your brother, that it was something uh, that had a deep meaning. Is that right? Of course, we all had, we all had different reasons to why we wanted to do that run. And, and definitely some of the reasons were very personal. Mm. So talking about running, and this is something interesting for those who don't know, you got you and six other people, including your brother, you guys went to Montreal to Vancouver. So you, you ran to Montreal, Washington, DC, DC, and then you try again to Montreal, Vancouver. And that was from the, the run to Vancouver and the Montreal runners. And can you explain a little bit about that? What was the objective? And it was also related to Terry Fox, but can you go a little bit deeper? For sure. So back how it started. Um, so just to give a bit of perspective, uh, Montreal to Washington, D.C. is about a thousand kilometers away. Yeah. Montreal to Vancouver is about 4,600 kilometers away. So it's a significantly big difference. Um, a friend of ours approached us, Keaston Herschel. He yeah. said he was really inspired by the Washington run. Let's do another run but let's do something even bigger. Yes. So that's where the idea came about. And then we had to kind of jump into it and see, you know, is this possible? How will we do it? Break down all the steps and all the logistics of it. And we wanted to do it because one, our passion for running has never died. We want to keep doing things, using our running for as long as we can. Two, the fight for cancer is not over. We want to continue fighting cancer for as long as we can. And three, we want to continue to represent the Terry Fox Foundation because they're they're an ideal and a very they're very they're a very good example of of how a foundation should be and how we should raise funds for a a cause like that. So, so many things influencing us to do a run like that, and we wanted to do something as big as we can, test our limits, test yeah. ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally. We wanted to do the hardest thing we can do because we wanted to show people that no matter how difficult something can be, that it can be very possible. And we wanted to prove people wrong. And we wanted to show them that, you know, if you're driven, if you're passionate, you're determined that you're able to do something as big as that. Exactly. But you guys say that it started like as a joke and you guys didn't think it was, was possible. So you guys just talk about it and say, oh, maybe it is, it is not possible. But you still did it, and you talk. Um, you talk a lot about um, if you want something, you just have to do it. So it was kind of a mindset to just push it, push it yourself so far. And it, all six of you guys had something they were running for. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. We all we all had things pushing us to do it. Whenever we were whenever we were running, and at one point when we'd be in a very difficult situation, we'd be struggling there would be something we were thinking about that help us move forward. Exactly. Because the goal was to, uh, to raise at least $50,000 to cancer research. And at the end, I think, how, many, yes. how much money did you, did you raise? At the moment, we're at about 35,000. Oh, okay, it's still going on. Yes, we're still trying to raise money. Um, after the run, we are continuing to do speeches at schools, at camps. Um, we still, we're still very active on our social media. So yes, we're still accepting donations and we really want to be able to get to that $50,000 goal. Exactly. 
So how was the, the run? Uh, because I saw the documentary, by the way. Uh, congrats, uh, nice done. And I saw you guys were running and you take each, each, each and every one of you were taking turns. But also there was a lot of emotion for everyone, all of, all of you. Some were crying, uh, some were like even tired, but you still continue. How was the mindset, the preparation to run, like uh, maybe in rain, maybe in hot, hot temperature? How was it? Right, we, uh, we had a few days of rain. The rain was actually sometimes quite nice. It was refreshing. Yeah. But a lot of times we, uh, we were running in the extreme heat. It was very hot some days. And to, to go back to what you were saying, um, the parts where we were crying, yeah. I think the most no parts were um, when we arrived at Thunder Bay on our 10th right. day. And in Thunder Bay is where Terry Fox had to stop his run. Exactly. And it's where they a huge Terry Fox monument. And seeing that monument was, was life-changing for all of us. It kind of just put into perspective you know, where we are right now, how far we've gone, but also how far we can go, how far we can push ourselves. We always use him as an inspiration because what he did was just, it was just so much more. It's, we can't even fathom how much he had done. Yes. And at that point, it really helped us continue. Like up the first 10 days were, were very difficult, but, but after seeing the monument and just and thinking of that, it changed our mindset completely and we were just stronger than ever after that. Exactly, and also because when, while you were running, passing by cities, a lot of people were supporting you. I saw this, um, you talked with the citizens over there and they always support you. So was that also something that had a lot of meaning? Always passing by near people and tell you, go ahead and don't give up? For sure, that was one of the main differences I saw between the Washington and the Vancouver run. Okay. In Vancouver, uh, Vancouver run, since we were running in Canada, so many more Canadians are familiar with Terry Fox. The hospitality we received and the reception we received was just so much different. Canadians were, they were so generous, so nice. So many people we met on the road, so many people we stayed with, they were just, they were incredible people. And honestly, it's those people that made the trip so much better and made it such an amazing experience because Canadians, honestly, they're, they're the nicest people in the world. I, yeah. I honestly think. <laughs> That's for sure. But yeah. So while, while you guys were running, do you, anyone or you guys think about giving up and maybe stop the run or like what's all, all you guys think was, um, we're going to give it all in, in going to, into Vancouver? <clears throat> I mean, we did have to really consider injuries, things like that, because, you don't want to push yourself too much because it becomes dangerous. You don't yes. want to, you don't want an injury that becomes permanent, right? So if ever one team member was, was struggling, for example, if they were not able to do five kilometers one day, another team member would take that five kilometers. Okay. And I think that was great. It's a good representation of teamwork. Yes. Whenever one person was falling behind, there was always someone else to help them back up. We were always supporting each other the entire way. And if one person felt like they couldn't do something one day, we would take care of that. Yeah. I guess that's how make you stronger also because you bond with those guys together. With your brother, maybe more deeper than before. So has that been a good experience mm -hmm. for, for you even right now in, in the future? 
for sure. The bond I have with those guys, it's, you know, it's, you can't even compare. It's just spending an entire month with them and, and doing something incredible like that. You know, there, it's one thing spending that much time with them, but when you're doing something so important to you, it makes a huge difference on how those relationships form. Yes. And uh, they're, they're, I can consider all of them my family. They're, they're amazing people. I would totally do it all over again with the exact same team if I could. They're, they're all amazing athletes, and very good people. Exactly. But you guys are spending one month, you guys getting any, getting in any conflict, any fights, just like that, or was everything going smoothly and okay? Yeah, this is a question we get a lot. And <laughs> I mean, typically, it's obviously the side of us that we wouldn't show on social media. But yes, we did have conflicts at some point. But it was never within bad intentions. You know, you're in the heat, you're exhausted, you're sleep deprived. It was going to happen. People just get frustrated. People get angry. But uh, at the end of the day, we just, we forgot all about that. When we reached the finish line, we were, we were all very happy. We just, we realized how much work we had put into it. You know, maybe it took a lot of fighting in, in the process, but at the end of the day, we, we were all very happy. Exactly. So how did you feel, how did you feel you yourself when you arrived at the finish line? When you said the case done, how do you, you, you have like a sense of okay, accomplishment? Yes, the finish line was absolutely incredible. I think it was, I think I, I felt the best in, like it was one of the best moments of my life, honestly. We were running down that, that runway, seeing the Terry Fox statue at the Simon Fraser University. And to my surprise, um, my brother and I's parents, were actually there at the finish line. Yes. I had no idea that they would fly across Canada to be there for our arrival. So just showing up there, the other runners, their parents were there too. A lot of supporters, friends, people I didn't expect to be there. It was an incredible finish. And then we just all kind of huddled up together. We all hugged each other and we were just screaming at the top of our lungs because we were just so happy. It was boring. That's the only way uh, I know how to describe it. It was, it was yeah. incredible. It was incredible. I, I saw also at the end of the documentary when you guys were there together and you hugged each other as a team and as, as, as brothers almost, like real. Like that was good. That was great. A great moment. But also, there's something yeah. like, there's also something, another thing that you guys met uh, with Terry Fox brother, uh, brother uh, Fred, Fred Fox. And you even run, run, run with him a little bit, each and every one of you guys. Yeah, that was a really cool story. Uh, I forget which day it was. It was maybe our 28th, 29th day. Yeah. And Fred Fox, Terry Fox's brother was, I mean, he had no idea where we were on the road. He had an <laughs> idea. Okay. He was driving around. For, I, I believe it was quite a while he was driving around looking for us until he finally found us. And it was a crazy surprise that he wanted to run with us. And we all got to run with him. We all got to speak with him. And it was just, it was an incredible moment for all of us. Yeah. Well, that's awesome too. So you, you get to experience running, running with him, but also him talking about Terry Fox, about his brother. So because he's, he's somebody that was with him, right? Of course. Yeah, it's really, it was almost hard to process that, you know, I'm talking to somebody that was so close to Terry Fox. Like it was, uh, 
very, very hard moments to go through. It was, it was incredible. Exactly. But I want to ask you, how much an impact has Terry Fox made on you? When did you discover him when you were a kid or when your grandfather was sick? Or was something that before you were, when you were running, when you start running, when did you find out about Terry Fox and how does, why he has so much impact into you? Yes, uh, I believe it goes all the way back to elementary school, Terry Fox. We would do Terry Fox runs every year. Okay. So I've always known about Terry Fox. I've always known what he has done. So I've been a supporter for a very long time. And I just found that, you know, when we did our, our Vancouver run, we were, we were about his age. So when we got to that point, I just, I felt like since he was able to do it at that age that, you know, we would be able to do it too. Yeah, and to put in context for those who don't know, Terry Fox he ran with one leg. Uh, he was running with uh, run one one leg. He went from the east of Canada into Ontario, and he made such an impact. So, why do you think he made such an impact across Canada like that? One person. <clears throat> I mean, one he just he was battling cancer, which is a which is a fight that's already hard on its own. Two, he was running with a prosthetic leg. And if you look into it, you could see that running with a prosthetic leg is much more difficult and much more painful to do than with a regular leg. The amount of distance he ran every single day was more than what we did individually. And just the amount of days he ran was also incredible. Running a marathon a day for 143 days, you know, that's, it's, it's incredible to just think about it. And it's painful just thinking about that, especially for him. So, I mean, I don't think there'll ever be a person like him. I don't think someone, so, so just he's, what he did is just, nobody has been able to replicate that. And his impact is just, the foundation itself is just incredible. It's, it's raised so much money. It's made such a huge difference in the cancer world. So yes, I think that's really, he's, he's a, uh, He's so well known is just because of the tremendous impact he's had. Yes, exactly. But do you think if, he, if Terry Fox had finished his, his uh, running into Vancouver that he would have a bigger impact? If he had the, cap the capacity to go into Vancouver, would his legacy would be bigger? It's a hard question to answer, but honestly, I don't think so because I think I think why so many people admire Terry Fox is because of the idea of his run and yeah. that the fact that he started because starting a, something like that is the hardest part. And if he was able to finish it, he would have, there was nothing stopping him from not doing it. So it's unfortunate that it had to stop, but everybody knows that if he was able to do it, he would have done it. Exactly. But also because you guys run up across Canada, you had the, pos the possibility to do uh, to do conference at in high schools and uh, like in cancer centers. Like, how was that experience mm -hmm. talking to young kids? And what what do you guys talk uh, to them? What did you say to them to those kids? Yeah. So when we're speaking to uh, so we've spoken to elementary schools and high schools. It's really nice speaking with kids because they're still young, so they still have a lot to learn. So. 
And it's also, it's easy to be inspired when you're young like that. You know, if you give them an idea, they'll, they'll grow up with that idea. So that's what we kind of try and do. Um, like I had said before, we've all been running for a very long time. We found out that running was our passion at a very young age. So we want to spread the idea that, you know, even when you're young, you can find your passion and you can find something that you really like. Yeah. You can use that to do something. You can do that. You can use your passions to help a cause that you really care about. So that's the idea we try and get across the, the younger kids. Speaking to the cancer patients, that was just a whole other experience and very, very different experience. It was very touching because, you know, for, for the first time we were speaking to people that were, were directly affected by what we had done. A lot of them were very familiar with Terry Fox Yes. about what his foundation has done, um, about the different sorts of treatments that are available because of the foundation. So being able to present our documentary and just to speak with them was, was very emotional. And, and honestly, it's, it drives you more. It makes you want to do more because you just want to keep giving to those kind of people. Yes. So you, you guys... Uh when you speak in front of people, you, you have a message to say, so you were prepared. And was it hard to talk to those cancer patients when you, when you see them sick? Was it hard for you guys to talk to them and, and trying to explain your, your, your mission? It really, yeah, it, it could be difficult sometimes, but you just have to think. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're, Terry Fox was really about hope. He was really about giving people and we want to try and be able to do that too. So we're going to try our best to, you know, be optimistic, um, help these people be cheerful, help these people be hopeful and, you know, hope for the best. All right. And I, I really recommend people to go and watch the documentary, uh, uh, The Montreal Running Run Across Canada which is available, I, I, I imagine, on the YouTube channel. And I, I, I saw it at home. I couldn't make it to the, to the, the day of the, pre, the, the, the presentation, but uh, I saw it on, on my, on my, at home. So it was great, well done. And again, I think it's really inspiring for any, anyone who's watching this right now that you guys went and did something that most people would think is impossible. You guys really did it. Yeah. Yes, and that's the idea we want to get across is, you know, if something seems impossible, it's not. There's a way to do it always. Exactly. But also this year, in 2020, it's also the 40th year anniversary of the, of the Terry Fox run. And with the COVID-19 situation, uh, the cancer, the, the, because there's always a Terry Fox run, so they cancel everything, which is held in September. Even in September, they cancel. And I guess how this... How, how does that has an impact into you? Because you always run every year, I think, for the Terry Fox runs. Yes, I'm always there. Um, I'm not going to say too much, but we did have very big plans for the summer. Yeah. But because of COVID, we have to kind of wait. Uh -huh. So that plan is kind of set aside. But for the, um, for the annual Terry Fox run, I guess we're going to have to see. Um, hopefully conditions will be better so that we'll be able to do the run. 
Yes. But uh, not, uh, if not, I still think that, you know, there's a lot of supporters. A lot of people will still donate despite that. They'll be very understanding and uh, they'll be, a, they'll raise money regardless. But you, you went and did a half a marathon just to uh, com uh, commemorate that uh, for your anniversary. You went outside, mm -hmm. even with social distance, you went and did a half a marathon, which is impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. A lot of people that day were actually running, running distances for Terry Fox. So that was really right. nice to see. So what do you think about they say they're going to hold the, the Terry Fox virtually? How how's that uh, like? Are you how do how they're gonna make it? Like, are people gonna run or like because they say they're gonna present that virtually by video? How that how does work? How does that work? For the uh, the what again? Sorry. Well, I mean the Terry Fox run. They say they're gonna hold that video on a video conference virtually. So how does how they're gonna present that virtually? Do you know? Do you have an idea? Oh no. I actually hadn't heard of that. They said they're gonna present it. We're gonna have it virtually. That's what they yeah, said. Yeah, virtually. That's that. That's exactly. I was reading the news, so they say that they cancel the Terry Fox runs on September, but they're gonna do something virtually. I don't know what sort of uh, event, but they're gonna do something. I actually do not hear of that. Yeah. But uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it'll be kind of like what I did. You know, everyone can go out run some kilometers themselves and just that'll be that but uh i don't know it's, it's really hard it's uh it's, this pandemic it's not something we we go through very often so the answer is there we don't know them all the time yeah but also because because of this pandemic and i, I think this is a little bit sad we we didn't hear that much about the 40-year anniversary of Terry Fox Run on the, on the media. And not a lot of people talk about it. What do yeah. you think about that? That was a, That's something that we should talk a little bit more, but I understand with this pandemic. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a bit disappointing that we weren't able to get the, the message across, but, you know, I, I, at the moment there are, I guess, bigger problems. Uh, yeah. COVID, it's, it's the main thing that we're, we're concerned about right now. But um, it is disappointing at the same time because it is the 40th anniversary. And, you know, I guess the next time we will celebrate is the 50th, perhaps, and it's a whole 10 years away. But, yeah. you know, we, we can remain hopeful. Maybe if things clear up in the summer, we can still, you know, maybe they'll still talk about it. Maybe we still have the rest of the year to hopefully you know, tell people about it. So I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. And also there's a possibility that Terry Fox is going to be on the $5 bill. As, uh, that's huge also. Yeah. Yes, I saw the, uh, they were doing the votes. I, I was telling everyone to vote for Terry Fox. So I really hope that happens. I really think he, he deserves to be on the, the bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because this, it, it, that will make his legacy bigger to see him on a, well, on a $5 bill. I think that's that would be great for everyone that loves Terry Fox and that and that's and that's how him because a lot of people are, even right now they remember him that maybe they saw him in person and the next generation is gonna see them mm -hmm. gonna see him on on, on the five dollar bin which is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really I really as many people as I could to do it. So <laughs> exactly. Hopefully it happens.
So before we go to the end of the podcast, um, I just want to let people know where they can contact you. There's people watching right now. So where you can see, I want to talk with Mark and Ray. What are the platforms that you use the most? The platforms I use the most are Instagram. So my Instagram name is my full name. So Mark Andre Blouin. Um, I'm also reachable on Facebook, if ever. Yeah. And also, you can always reach us through our running page. We have a running page on Facebook, which yeah. is the Montreal Runners. We also have a uh, our runner page on Instagram, which is also the Montreal Runners. You also, you guys create like a, a Strava, and you know, on Strava, is that right? So people can see how many runs do you do you do? Is that right? Yes. Um, more recently, we started Strava. We created a club on Strava. Um, so for those familiar, it's just kind of, you know, a, you create a club on Strava, you can have runners join it, and then uh, it shows all of their, their statistics. Uh, you have leaderboards, things like that. So yes, we do have a club and it's under the name of the Montreal Runners. So we encourage people to join that too. We want to build a community of runners in Montreal. So the more, the better. All right. I'm going to put all the links in the description so you can reach out to Macron Ray and the Montreal Runners. Uh, listen, we, well, there's no choice to talk about the COVID-19 situation. We know coronavirus is real and affects a lot of people, but I also want to talk about cancer. I think it's also important to let people know that cancer is still there and we have to uh, reach awareness and with stuff like you guys do, like running and have a message of hope. But uh, what do you think uh, about this? Should we like uh, put that stuff aside? Should we stop uh, giving money to charities about cancer and not in uh, sickness? It's a really hard question because, I mean, the thing that I'm most concerned about is, is the people that are most vulnerable to COVID. At the moment, I really think that, you know, COVID is something we have to deal with and uh, everything else. Uh, I mean, as supported as it is, COVID is really the uh, the priority main problem. I would say. Yeah, right now. But also, yeah. yeah. Also, remember that we can also uh, still give money to charity, even for those that can't give money to charities, for any any kind of uh, any kind of research, uh, whatever is cancer or stuff. So I think it's important to always remember that there's other stuff, but uh, let's not forget that coronavirus is the priority right now. But yeah, just to uh, to let people know that it's all it's sickness and there's other people in distress also. Mm -hmm. Because like, uh, for example, with cancer, we do have some treatments. We have made progress over the years, but for COVID, it's, it's still very new. Mm -hmm. You know, we still don't have treatments available. So yes, it is a priority because we need to make progress. Exactly. So Mac and Ray, are you guys gonna are you guys are you guys gonna run again to uh, I don't know to to uh, Montreal, Vancouver? Are you planning any runs? Any any bigger runs? You say you have something in summer, but you, let's put it that outside right now. But do you want to run again and do something like that again? Honestly, I would love to, but but the uh, I don't know because like with the Vancouver run, running in Canada, running in our our home country was just, you know, it was incredible. But if we were to do something else, I don't think we would be able to do it in Canada because yeah. I feel like we've heard it. You know, for example, if we were to run in Europe, um, I 
don't know how it would, I don't know how the people would react. I don't know how many people are familiar with Terry Fox there. It would be more expensive. It would be more difficult. So we really don't know, but honestly, I would love to do something like that again. I would, I would totally do the Vancouver run all over again because it was just a phenomenal experience for yeah. a very good cause. But um, despite that, um, even with the Montreal runners, we do want to continue to carry it as a charity. We still want to be able to speak with schools, speak with camps, and uh, inspire and encourage people to do things with their passions and to encourage youth to do things that they thought were not possible. Exactly, exactly. I just want to ask you, how old, sorry, how old are you? You're 24, I think. Are you 24? Yes, I'm 23. 23, you're so young, man. You have so, uh, you, you already did some, some great stuff and you're planning to do more, which is impressive. And really, um, thank you for your time, Michael Ray. I think um, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of hope in this podcast, a lot of uh, great message with uh, Terry Fox and also with, your, with yourself and those five members that did the run. Um, yeah, so I think that's, uh, that's an amazing story and I'm excited to see more and excited to see the mountain runners again, running again and trying to uh, spread hope and everything. So thank you so much for, for your time, Mike and Ray. That was very appreciated. Thank you, Hugo. It's always a pleasure. All right. Thank you so much for everyone that watched this live. It's going to be available also on the YouTube channel. So you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You want to continue connecting influencers with the audience through events, webinars, and podcasting. All right. Bye-bye, people. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening until the end. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please leave a review or a comment on all the audio platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And also, if you want to be part of the next event, you can always go on our Facebook page and you can see all the dates. So I hope to see you at one of our events. If not, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.